Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, it's Josh here, and you are listening to The Murder Hobros, a podcast where my friends and I play Dungeons & Dragons and other role-playing games. You are listening to game 15 of our current season, which is a return to the Ghosts of Saltmarsh, game there's not many left we're pretty close to the end of this run and another season beckons afterwards in this episode i've had to bleep out a few things i think for decency and legal reasons covers it really stupidly i may have used the real name of a person and yeah i feel that that needs to be bleeped out so it's just a, a name and a bleep. Yeah, let's see if that has some repercussions. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, there's an episode coming. It's going to feature a talent show at sea. What more do you want from a Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game? It is coming at you now. Bye. As a quick recap, you found the missing de- or, uh what was it called? Something Emperor. Emperor of the Waves. Emperor of the Waves. Emperor of the Waves, that's correct. You found the Emperor of the Waves, navigated through it, saw some strange it was basically everyone with spiders and webs, and you found an altar or a shrine to Lolf, a spider god, typically associated with Drow. As you found the artifact in the submerged lowest level of of the ship a fight broke out between some ghasts the noise of which alerted a predator a giant elder octopus that decided that it wanted to take the ship down it looks like it had had a go at it before and now it finished the job you managed to work together 
save the injured Gary Bindle, who was left for dead almost, um, but you managed to save him, Nickass. And with um, acting as a team, you took this heavy um, crate off the ship, all jumping into the water is not long behind you. The whole thing gets pulled down. Um, basically, everything on it seems to get submerged, including these horrible moor demons and various types of spider. But uh, Krell, this half-orc, looks like a druid, really, jumped in the water and managed to get onto your rowboat, which was being rowed by Lenin and Oceanus. And as you're all dripping wet with this lockbox, heavy lockbox being put on to the rowboat as this these dark storm clouds just just um, just thunder above you and the waves are, are really big and choppy and you just see the wreckage, what's left of the Emperor of the Waves pulled under by these huge tentacles. You've got Krell, who's recently been kicked in the nuts as a show of dominance, I think, by Captain Shale. Um, you're on this... You didn't. <laughs> he was too strong. Um, and Oceanus just shouts over the noise. Back to the ship, Captain. No, he doesn't. He can't speak. I, well, I, well, I remember I can, I can, I can hear. Well. Him. Oh, no. Yeah. I haven't cast Compound Languages, so I haven't I actually... He speaks it. Elvish and Oran, and you actually, it turns out, can now understand him, um, Nick Hess. Yeah. My intelligence is so low, I forgot I can understand him. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll say that uh, Alan Lennon, rowing the boat, shouts, Captain, should we go back to the shiitake? Uh, remember, I don't understand what he says. No, this, this is uh, Lennon, Lennon the yeah, human. Lennon, no. He's just of course, we're gonna fucking go back. What else are we gonna do? Aye, aye, Captain. And him and Oceanus put their backs to it and row you back across these dark, choppy waves. Seafoam uh, just splashing you, and you, and you guys are cold, perhaps even shivering. Um, and you make it back to the Shiitake Sunrise. You may put yourself on board wherever you choose to be. Uh, is everyone like about and lucid? Uh, yeah, the whole of, of crew the that we left. Oh fuck! Um, the whole crew is is there. Um, Gortus kind of limps on with Gary Bindle, who she's kind of like she's not. She got hurt herself a little bit, but Bindle was particularly bad. But she kind of helps him on board, and then the rest of the crew, uh, all hands are on deck basically, awaiting your arrival. Um, and Nobby, who was in charge, just comes up going, hey, "All right, Captain. Oh, we do all right." Jesus. Nobby, did something happen to you? <laughs> I don't remember you sounding like Nobby. Nobby, do you? Smell I think toast? he did, but I think I just forgot his voice. Um, I, I don't remember yeah, that. Right. It I sounds really like he's that. literally having a stroke. Well, that's what he speaks like now. Uh, no. Well, Captain, I did a good job, and we're still here. All right, Nobby. Well, we're all pretty fucked. We got the box. Get it on board. Uh, we got a bit of a problem. There's uh, this fella, and I'll point to the new half orc. Yes. Um, the crew are eyeing him rather suspiciously. And um, who's on that deck? We've got... Oh, Dolores is there. And Dolores says, who's this, Captain? What was your name again? Krell. This is Krell. Uh, is, is the whole crew up here? Yeah, the whole crew's on deck. Right, the way this is going to work, on the way that I want my ship to be run, is... You have exactly 
35 seconds to convince these people why you should be aboard our ship. And they make the call. Okay. My name is Krellgrog. I'm a druid. I, um... I was trapped when the Emperor of the Waves picked up on an island and we got overrun by spiders and madness. I locked myself in the food stores just to try and survive. There was talk of just madness, eating each other and a mutiny and just these weird rituals. Everyone just turned on each other. The boat was doomed and I'm so hungry and so thirsty. I, I can work for passage if you will have me. Insight check. Make an insight check. I should not be doing the... Oh, I'm actually proficient. 18. 18. It's a good story. It's a good story. <laughs> you don't necessarily trust it as it seems like a it doesn't seem like it rings truthful right there's just an edge to this guy like even his features they're harsh and aggressive and you can't judge a book by its cover but there's something about him that just seems off gotcha okay I uh, turn to Shale. I say, um, I don't trust this one, Captain. And then I will walk and try uh, go somewhere to be alone with the Trident. That sounded dirtier than I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you go down to the uh, the bottom deck, I think you'll find it quite quite nice there. <laughs> you would love it there. Go, little, for the, go have a little look, for the, mate. For the benefits of any listeners, the bottom deck has been redesigned as a giant penis on roll twenty. And you're welcome. I thought that was a self-portrait, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before Nick asks, "Where the fuck are you going? We're having to meet you, you prick." I got. Let me look at that thing. The the trident. Yeah, what is it? This is what I've been looking for, what I've been sent to find by my goddess, Persona. God. God. Persona's a dude? Yes, I call yep. All right. <laughs> I thought it was a she. All right. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't assume her gender, his gender. It, it's it's part, of our, part of our bounty. Let's have a look. <laughs> it's not part of our bounty. It's for my prince. No, that sound, God. That's, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds pretty selfish, Captain. Yeah, I thought we were going to share does, this all, it? you know, 50-50-50-50, right? You remember you and the pillow. <laughs> it sounds like you're working your way to lose the pillow. You can have the pillow. I need this trident. Sounds like we're I need get abandoned. I need a fucking trident. <laughs> Good for you. I walk off. <laughs> Fucking... uh, we're in the middle of a meeting. Please wait until this shit's done. Is he going to Gary... make us some food? Oh, my days. Gar... <laughs> Gary Fiddle. Really fork. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Gary Bindle walks across the deck. He kind of like Gortas lets him go, and he's kind of wobbling a little bit. And he stands in front of you, Nikas, puts an arm around your shoulder, and he goes, "For my vote, he keeps the trident. He saved my life." We're not voting for that prick. We're voting whether we keep this half orc on. Never mind the fucking trident. Oh, I don't care about the half orc. Well, then we throw him off. If you vouch for this fella, stand beside him. If you wish to send him on his way with enough provisions to get him somewhere, stay stay where you are. Now, Captain, uh, I'm not exactly one for uh, assuming people's race, but don't we have another one that looks similar to this? Gortusk is glaring at you right now. <laughs> I mean, similar I, 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 to I've, this. <laughs> I've, I've spent too many, too too much of my life uh, in the forests alone with my kind. I've battled against the giants for eons. I don't know what that person is, and I'll, I'll point to, to Strand. I don't know what that fish thing is, point to Nikas, and I don't know what he is, and I'll point to um to uh to Shale there. So I'm just I'm just putting my cards out there. You guys kind of look similar. Maybe you can work it out. I'm not really going by his looks. I'm I'm going by the fact he was on a ship with spiders, demons and lots of other fucking pricks and but he so seems were to we. be sharing a bed with him. But so Cortus walks over and stands beside him. And she says, I say we give him a chance, Captain. After all, what about- he looks exactly like me, doesn't he? <laughs> and I'll just smile and say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> what, what about if I do a test and it will be a dropkick test? If he it stays on the know, boat. <laughs> yeah. If he stays on the boat, then he's a witch. If he goes overboard, probably a witch. Um, Captain, b- before we get all out of control and start drop kicking people, there is a test that we've all gone through to stay on the ship, and it involves a small mushroom and a needle. If he wants to get tattooed, maybe he stays on the ship. Crow shrugs and says, "You can tattoo me if you give me passage back to land." Yeah, he's not becoming part of the crew. How just far are we to... from the nearest shore? Uh, it was about seven days, wasn't it, to get here? You probably want to three, four, five, just six days. Away. Yeah, we've literally just sailed straight. It's about six days. Six days to go back to get ten thousand gold. Yeah. Uh, this back room that um, Uriel, Uriel, yep, Uriel was locked in when we first came to the ship. No, Oceanus was Oceanus. locked in the back room. It's uh, Uriel's room in front of it. Can, yeah, sorry, that's what threw me off. Uh, can we still maybe lock this room? Yeah, definitely. Remember, he's a druid, and we don't know what type of druid he is either. Then keep, he... keep, keep knocking him out. So if he's he can if he's of the circle or whatever, then he could transform into animals. If he's of the moon, then he has spells to get out of shit. So yeah, so <laughs> so we we get him in there, we tie him up, we knock him out once. When he wakes up, we knock him out again, and we, we repeat. Or Nick Ash could just cook for him. All right, you have a wow. choice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Okay. One of the crew stood by you, and he's someone that risked their life for us. Um, you got a choice of staying in a holding cell just to make sure we, until we get to know you a little bit better, or I can give you a small vessel to sail back to shore yourself. 
a, a barrel. <laughs> you tie me up if I choose the cell. Ooh. Oh, I... Uh, can I do? Tying up. Wait, hold on. Ooh. Does divine yeah. sense? Can I just use it to see if he's evil? Uh, is that what divine sense does? I. Uh, it says presence of strong evil registers your senses like a noxious odor. He's evil. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> do I if is he? Do I know if he's a celestial fiend or undead? No, he's just a half orc, but he's evil. He's evil. You, you, uh, I guess clutching the trident, you just kind of like feel the shiver over you as you just look at him. And there's some divine connection as you channel your divine sense through the trident, even though you're not attuned to it. And you just look at him, and you just know that Krell is evil. Your trident starts slightly vibrating, and you <laughs> think about that for later on. <laughs> <laughs> I want him near me <laughs> at all times. <laughs> mm, no batteries. <laughs> Just evil. <laughs> what kind of sorcery is this? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I then uh, go over to um, Shale and I whisper in, in his ear. And I just go, um, I don't, I don't trust him at all. From what I can gather, he is evil. He may not be good for us on the ship. Group decision. One for one against. Someone else speak either way. We make our decision. Drop, kick, drop, kick, drop, kick, drop. Come on, drop, kick. Drop, kick. So wait a minute. I, I whisper in his ear, and then he just says, "Oh yeah, one against." Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Fantastic. Nobby steps forward and he just goes, "Well, seriously, give him a chance." Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Why has he started speaking like that? Yeah. Nobby's got a really bad head injury. Grand, I... <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Are you speaking, Strand? Is that you speaking against him? Like you want to kick him off the ship? Yeah, drop kick him. All right, two four, two against. Gary Bindle sighs and goes. Ugh. It's three against. I oh, I can't ask him. Damn it. Gary Bindle just says, "Let's tie him up, Captain. If he's tied up in the holding cell, what harm can he do?" Bind and gag him. If he does anything, though, you're all responsible. Lenin goes, I didn't vote. I'll drop kick you all off this ship. Fuck's sake, Lenin. Go on. Uh, I didn't want to be responsible, so I'm going to say, fuck him. Uh, Dolores goes, give him a chance. Remember the drop kick rule. Needles um, walks over to him and squints at him hard whilst puffing on his pipe. And he just says, nicely time up. And there's two unnamed crew members. Let's name them right now. Anyone want to chuck a name at me? The humans. Uh, okay, okay. Krem. Uh, where, where are they from? Krem. What's their backstories? It's short for Krem Brulee. 
Creme brew. Creme. Creme brew. And Rudyard. Like. How about creme brew? Creme brew. Creme, creme brew. Uh, and creme, uh, creme brew. And, and, and uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Simon. Oh wow! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. Fuck it. Simon. <laughs> creme brew is um, just a lifetime man of the sea. Simon is a. <laughs> Oh, why did I do it? Because <laughs> you know. He's still called Simon. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could, you could call it Simon. <laughs> I'm going to bleep some of this out, but I am going to call him Simon. <laughs> Simon uh, says, Oh, keep him. He's handsome. <laughs> Jesus, please tell me I'm recording. I am recording. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like him. You can tie him up in my room if you know what I mean. Fucking hell. I'll see you later, Corella. Crow just goes, you can kill me. <laughs> I'd rather die, huh? Oh, my God. Drop kick me. Drop kick me now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh creme brule says oh, i don't care keep him time up oh man and everyone looks back at captain we go with the crew i hope everyone that didn't win understands bide and gag him put a bag over his head Captain, Captain, may I say, just before we move on, uh, his his holding cell, and I'll put in air quotes, is directly behind my room. He better not be loud, otherwise I will not be responsible for my actions. Uh, well, Gortusk is going to be on guard, so she'll be in your bedroom. Oh. You can still stay in there. You That, think, that might you seem, be awkward. You seem to be getting on well. <laughs> <laughs> she looks grumpy at that. But she doesn't and, undermine the captain. And I'll wander over to her and hand her the pillow. What? <laughs> then she smiles and says, aye, aye, captain. And she drags Krell off. Hang on, when um, did the pillow get taken from me when I fought I, I, I gave it away. Uh, what do you fucking to the, do any The person damage? that won, said, yeah. That killed yeah, the last then, thing, weren't they? The yeah, whoever killed the last thing and somehow it was Nickass after doing fucking nothing the whole time. But... <laughs> Then that, he fucking he's grabbing the, the, the whole thing with the pillow is that you have to fight whoever's got the pillow. Wow! And it's, it, you you earn it. So this is better a, be a different pillow. Is <laughs> the pillow? Is the pillow? Well, how's he going to get it from me? How you got it from me? I've made hand it. Do you not? To be fair, is is Strand that clever? Strand, look over there, dog. See, <laughs> <laughs> <Sea> dog. <laughs> Uh, intelligence. Yeah, 11. Nah. Uh, so, bad, but... I think that's the way we're going to try and do decisions and have like a, a group thing. I think that's a good way rather than just having one person make it his call. And I think everyone got something there. We good? If we get to hear from Simon again, I'm, I'm all game. <laughs> <laughs> Nobby goes, oh, Cameron, the weather, the weather, the, the weather looks really bad. We should get me again. <laughs> we're slightly more carry on film than I remember. Nobby, turn this ship around. Get us to port. 
anyone that was involved in the recce. You've got yourself half day rest. Um, well, Gortesk's already gone to guard, but um, Gary Bindle goes, "Thank you, Captain. Oh, I'm gonna sleep," and he heads off down to uh, the crew bits. So it's midday. It's gonna probably take you six days to get back. Um, if you guys are happy, we'll jump straight to traversing the seas. Is everyone basically going to work the first shift? Or, or I guess it doesn't matter that much. If you're on deck, put yourself on deck working. If um, we, just, I, we just got given half day, didn't we? Oh, that's I've, true. Yeah, I've, I've given the rest half of the day crew, rest to The rest of the crew can handle that. So um, if you are on deck for your uh, day off, uh, just make sure you're there. And Captain Shell, you can start us off. Can you roll a d20 for me, please? Sure thing, Kimasabi. Oops. Uh, two. The first day is terrible weather. It's quite hard sailing. However, your crew are loyal. Uh, you can see I've got a crew loyalty counter. They're at currently plus four, which is their starting loyalty. Once they get to zero, they become mutinous. It maxes out at positive 10 and um, drops out at minus 10. So loyalty's <laughs> quite good. <coughs> Sorry. Do you want to get right. a bonus for giving a bunch of people half day off? I've gave like half the crew half the day off. Um, I've been logging things on my notepad. It's helped, but it's not going to go give you all the way up yet. That's like good for some crew, but some crew will be like, oh, you know, it, it levels out a little bit. But positive four is pretty good, especially bringing Gary um, Gary Bindle back because I was going to dock you one for losing someone. But no, crew's pretty good. And the first day shift passes pretty well. Uh, routine gets back to normal. It's still rocky and the sea is dark and, and it's overcast quite heavily, but the thunder starts to subside as, as night comes. Nikas, tell me exactly what you want to do with this trident that you've discovered as you get to your evening. Well, I just want to do, um, take an hour to uh, try and uh, attune with Prasanna and the weapon to see if um, my mission is done or uh, try to see if what she has in next in store for me. So are you in your kitchen cabin? Anywhere I can be alone for an hour where I won't be disturbed, yeah. Kitchen cabin it is. Wow. I imagine so the kitchen, there's someone in the kitchen, they're having to cook though, right? <laughs> You're going to have to sneak off I'm going to say yes to wait till the evening meal's done. But once the evening meal's done and night's fully set, the clouds sort of like drop back and some stars start to be more visible as you head to your cabin, which doubles as the kitchen. And you sit cross-legged on the floor with the trident on your lap and you close your eyes and get into a meditation point. Can you make a religion check for me, please? Religion? Oh, it's minus one. Fucking 14. Okay. So firstly, you attune to this device. Your pact of the blade is linked to the trident cool. you spend four hours of your evening just sitting cross-legged and just reaching out your spiritual awareness and finding some connection to this device it feels like a holy artifact you know stories of pisana and you know that this is most definitely an artifact of his you don't know the full nature of 
the history of this, you know that your mission was to find this specific trident. In the last game, I said it was gold, but I've, I'm going to change that, retcon that, because I found a sweet piece of artwork. Sure. Um, you guys can see it. It's a silver three-bladed trident. Um, there is a green gem just underneath the head of the trident, and it tapers off slightly thinner towards the base, but it's incredibly well-weighted. There are... Uh, Gel, gel, um, a mixed shell and gem. Shell-like gems around some of the handle that add a little bit of grip to it. And at the very base is almost like a, it's not a conch shell, it's more narrow than that, but like a shell-like uh, metallic uh, uh, tapered weight to the opposite of the spiky end. And it's a beautiful artifact. And you know instantly that this is the artifact that you've dreamed of. This is the artifact that you feel that Persona was driving you towards. And about three and a half hours into this meditation, when you start to feel like this, I'm connecting with this. You remember home. Home being specifically Myth Nantar. This city so far away. It is not just a trident colony. There are other races that live in harmony in Myth Nantar. And it's overrun with these beautiful corals. Some of Mithnantar rises out of the sea, but the vast majority of it just sinks beneath the water in this coral bed. And this is home. Mithnantar translates as the city of destinies. And you felt that it was your destiny to find this trident, the trident of Pasana. You felt that Pasana himself was guiding you to it. You have a deep emotional connection because you believe Pasana saved you when you should have died and this is almost like a holy quest for you you know that at some point persona will contact you and then as you think this you just feel this wave of emotion and it just rushes over you your heart skips a beat you you kind of like gasp for air and like your eyes water and you just leak tears down onto your chin and you just feel gratitude wash over you but it's not from you it's from something higher it feels like persona is grateful you know your time's not done but you feel like you're in the right place and after four hours of meditation you kind of wipe your eyes and kind of like your heart feels lighter You've achieved something huge. And for the time being, you are the bearer of the Trident of Persona. Booyah. That's awesome. That's cool. Shale, um, I've got a nighttime thing for you, but it's not going to win the first night. And I might have little bits for each of you as we travel back. So the first day passes. On the second day of this six-day voyage, providing it goes well, uh, next down the food chain, I'm going to look at my list of crew. Sorry, I can never remember who's next. It would be first mate Strand. Strand, would you roll a d20 for me, please? Yar. Eighteen. Uh oh. Ah. Oh. oh, you're all right. You are all right. Um, the next day, it rains most of the day. The, the clouds are not black like thunder clouds. The water is grayer with still quite big choppy waves um but it rains and the clouds are kind of changed from being these terrifying like ominous dread infused clouds to just bad rain it's hard shifts today it's cold um most of you are wet from 
within the first 30 minutes of being on deck. And it's pretty grueling, but you lock together. Morale's quite good. Um, I'm going to ask, I guess, I'm going to ask this one to first mate Strand. As first mate, who is, I guess you can defer to, you're being, uh, the, the captain will defer to you, but who's feeding Krell? I would say I'll feed him probably uh, at like dinner, and then the other ones are off to will get core tusk doing the, no not core tusk. I think it would always be two. I don't think I'd ever there'd always mm. be two assigned to it. That's smart. Oh, uh, yeah, me and core tusk then. So we'll say um, at dinner time. By dinner, do you mean tea time or yeah. lunch time? At tea time on the second day at sea, you uh, Gortusk unlocks the the secret door from behind Uriel's room into the chamber where Oceanus was actually a prisoner ch- chained up. And you can see tied on the floor with a bag over his head and tied up, bound legs and hands is Krell, silent. And you've brought him his ration down. And you can hear him smell the air and he goes, mm, is that food? Yes, mate. And you're welcome. Thank you. I'll take his um, bag off his head. <clears throat> uh, and his, the bag's removed and you can see he's got this dark mohawk of, of black hair. He's got the long half-orc ears and tusks protruded. And he's got quite striking yellow eyes. They're very piercing. Um and to be fair, he's got quite feminine eyebrows, but very harsh eyebrows, like that 90s trend of, of women where they just give themselves really extreme, uh, overplucked eyebrows. But these seem to grow naturally from him. And he just looks at you and he just goes, thank you. Can I unbind my hands to eat? You, you can. And he eats in silence. I'm going to ask him, don't fuck about. What's the real story? Mm. Told you. I said don't fuck about. Do you want to make an intimidation check? Yeah. Yes, I do. Go on, buddy. It's really hard without my glasses. <laughs> 19. 19. And actually for a second, Krell's facade cracks and you see a glimmer of fear in his face. Not at your physical presence. It's not that, you know, he's, his legs are bound, he's at a disadvantage in a cramped container surrounded by people. It's not physical. It's more that you've seen something in him or, and he, he's kind of caught off guard very quickly. Then he covers it straight away and he just goes, what, what do you want me to say? What's the story? Because know that if you turn one hand against anyone on this ship, I'll smash you. Hmm. Not in the fun way. In the dead way. I'm taking a lot of abuse from your crew. Yeah, you'll take and them I'm, all. I'm taking it on the chin. Oh. I don't want to die at sea. Well then tell me. You don't believe my story? You could die right now. Hmm. I'm a survivor. 
That's the truth. That's what Beyonce said, and I'm not having it. <laughs> you know, you know Beyonce. <laughs> that bard Beyonce. That bard Beyonce. Yeah. What I said about hiding on the ship is true. An octopus attacked us. It's true. I wasn't on the crew of the ship. I'm not going to lie about that. It'd be stupid of me to lie about it anyway, because as soon as you get on land, it you could be verified. What are you doing when you from... get on land? Vanishing. Vanishing where? Anywhere. I don't want to be at sea for a while. To do what? Pray. I'm spiritual. I want... I want some time to commune. He finishes his meal and puts it down. <clears throat> says, just leave me be. We'll talk another time. And as okay. I said, anything funny... I'll f- fucking cut your head off. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, Gortas bags him up again and fastens his arms and locks the door behind him. Day three. Um, let's go next down the rank system to uh, Boson Uriel. Will you roll a d20 for me, please? Can I throw something out as well? So I'm not sure yeah. what's going to happen, but on day three, there is talent night planned. Okay, we'll get talent night <laughs> in a minute. Yurio, another day passes. Third day at sea. You're about halfway back, you reckon. You're making quite a good time because the wind's in your favor. Um, and the weather is, it doesn't rain. And it looks like you're leaving some of the bad weather behind you. It's not a bright day. It's a gray day. But the clouds of sight kind of like vanished. It's just, it's just a quick day at sea, really. Um, Shale, talk to me about talent night. Uh, so there is a table set up with uh, me Nobby and um, Gortusk. What whereabouts uh, on the ship are you setting us up? It's, it's on the main deck. Okay. Uh, and we're sat behind a table, and we are the judges for the talent show. And as bosun, um, a master of carpentry, I've made a little stage. Oh, great! Can you make a carpentry uh, check for me, please? <laughs> so that is basically a straight D twenty roll, I think, for you. Straight D twenty. Uh... Hang on, one second. One D twenty. Uh twenty. Oh, oh wow. nice. this stage is amazing. That's two very good carpentry checks you've had with no modifiers. Yeah, I know, right? Um this stage is professional out of barrel bits and just planks of stored wood for you know emergency repairs. You actually construct a pretty good stage opposite the table. One it's of the great. legs is the trident of Pasana. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just found and it lying around it was a bit one end really dirty wet. yeah yeah it was a bit wet and <laughs> Jesus so creme brulee is taking the guard shift uh creme brulee sorry is taking the guard shift um he's half deaf anyway you can't appreciate him and as captain shale emerges from his cabin and takes a seat um actually the deck goes kind of quiet as the talent show is about to begin out of the player characters first, would anyone like to offer a talent for this? Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to go as well. Cool. That was. I think Lee, you was first. Oh, by the way, it's it's not optional. Oh, it's everyone has to. <laughs> Every everyone has to, it. It's tasks. It's part of the initiation. It's part of being on the boat. Apart from anyone that has any pressing duties. Okay, so we'll start off with Strand. What are you doing for the talent show? Uh, I'm going to be getting a barrel and um, 
recreating the heroic um, deed <laughs> of the captain rescuing, uh, well, destroying the um, uh, the massive octopus and uh, having to float about and dragging the the lockbox all by himself from the ship. <laughs> Performance check. Yeah. What a ministry of propaganda that is. Oh, I love it. Nine. Gortas kind of like frowns and she holds up a paddle that has the number three on it. And she I'm, goes... I'm singing, uh, I'm singing all the words as well. She goes, <laughs> a good story if slightly confused... Nobby goes, I quite like it. And he goes, Seven! And. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Shay, what are you voting? Shay uh, all <coughs> kind of uh, holds up a paddle with like rat offal smeared on it. No one knows what it means, but he, he looks quite pleased. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next up, let's go. Nickass, what are you doing for your talent show? Did I know this was happening in advance? I guess you'd have been told. Yeah, by it would have been the buzz of the ship. It's 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 like it's, the day before. Is there I a prize? A drunk. Yes. Ooh. Do we know Come what the prize is? No. Okay. I'm off at the sidelines, bad, bad mouth in every other one. Okay. Um, I am. I will have prepared, I guess, uh, a barrel full of fish. And I would try to use emissary of the sea to ask, to shoot them. no, to ask them to uh, <laughs> jump out of you know into like different sequences if I can, and then I'm going to toss the trident of persona up into the air, and as it comes down at the split second, use my bonus action to make it disappear, and then from the from the the barrel, just like healing light just comes out of it, just like a. Okay, let's get a persuasion check for the You've fish. Made, you made it a fish fountain. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> persuasion, here we go. 18. Okay, you managed to coerce a synchronized feat of acrobatics from this these cod that you've managed to catch. These cod just flip into somersaults from one barrel into another. And um, it becomes almost percussive with the way that it's timing and they're slapping into the water and they're incredibly accurate at the culmination you launch your trident into the air it vanishes um and returns back to your hand after you do a little flourish uh, and just kind of like bamps back there and just this holy light uh, emanates from you as you strike your final pose and gore tusk goes she's just her brow is furrowed and she's like genuinely taken aback by it and she just goes Eight, and Nobby goes. That was brilliant. That's a ten. <laughs> Fuck! You have to edit that guy out so much. Yeah. <laughs> that well, just is the, it that just bad? Just the laughs, because we're just going to come across as very, very bad people. Uh, she's Captain Shell. in his head. He's like been kicked by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> he got Yikes. dropped a lot as a baby. <laughs> Ask one question, Nikas, about your act. Yeah. What point did you wake up and thought, you know what? I'm gonna use the piece of treasure that I pilfered from everyone <laughs> on this fucking ship, and I'm gonna show how, how awesome it is. 
and that, that'll make us make them like me. Is that what you woke up thought thinking? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You are pretty <laughs> <next>. <laughs> The thing is, I it's it's not the trident's uh it's not the trident's uh, ability yet. It's hundred percent within your character. It's wonderful. It's but like Pact of the Blade kinda it's I can make it appear and disappear anytime I like. So it's, it's <laughs> so I can literally just <laughs> Oh 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 no <laughs> where is it going? Yeah. I said next. <laughs> Uriel, uh what are you doing for the challenge? Strand uh, Strand wipes away a tear and uh, <laughs> thinks about the time his his dad took him to the world of sea on the mainland. <laughs> we saw sea dogs. <laughs> yeah, loads of sea dogs. And a really sick orca. <laughs> um, Uriel will uh, will approach the stage, um, admiring his work as he as he as he steps on stage. Uh, he's got Tony on his left shoulder, and um, he pulls out from his kind of back pocket his little. Um, he he has an apple. And basically, he he kind of goes into a bit of a bit of a storytelling of his um, famous apple trick that he did in in the caves uh, with the oh um, nice with the with the lizard folk. Um, so what he does, he gets Tony to do a few little tricks. You know, kind of Tony like walks on his wings and and does some like backflips and stuff and flies around and looks 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 really really cool. And then um, basically, he hands the apple to uh, Tony. Tony takes it in his beak and he flies up as high as he can. And then everyone's like. Uh, all right. Is uh, is anything happening right now? And then um, Uriel just kind of closes his eyes, draws his bow, and draws his um longsword in 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 one hand. And then you just hear a faint sort of noise in the background. And as the apple falls down, he um he slices the apple with his sword. And then as the uh, two halves of the apple uh, fly around, he draws his longbow and shoots uh, arrows through each um, half of the apple. Okay, I'm going to get some rolls on <laughs> yeah, that. You do realize like, firstly, that. <laughs> if you miss, you hit your bird, right? <laughs> he's going to make you roll. <laughs> no, he's like right up in the sky and he's dropped the apple. He's, he's going to be nowhere near it. So t- for the slice first, yeah. let's get roll to hit with your bladed Please weapon. Please no one. Please no one. Oh, uh, 11. <laughs> I'm going to say you can connect with it. It's not a great slice you realize you need two hands for this this is you're pushing yourself perhaps beyond your comfort zone you do slice um but both slices go in like very different directions um one goes up and you think you can get that one but one spins off to the side with a little bit of um it's gone in a direction you'd rather it not roll to hit the first one you can go Uh, easy or difficult i don't mind which one uh what with the long bow or just a With, with your bow yeah okay cool um Eight. And your next one? And then we'll go for uh, 20. Nice. Okay. On an eight, you completely miss the one that's spinning off. But that's misdirection, all right? That's like a magician. Uh, That's to get people to look and then I hit the other one. Well, they do. Yeah. Because it goes really, really close to Simon. (laughs) (laughs) He just goes, oh, no. My life flashed before my blinking eyes. <laughs> and um, as um, as this happens, you're completely not distracted by the other one and you hit the other half and it just skewers and just flies off out to sea. Um, 
Nobby just goes, it's quite good, it's quite, it's quite good, oh, six. And uh, Gortusk shrugs and goes, yeah, that's a good story, six. Quite like apples. Wow, that's all it gives. <laughs> I'm going to write apples down next to that. Um, after hearing that, um, Tony swoops and gets the, the, the apple core that I, I, I missed and then um, drops it on the table in front of um, Captain Trail. <laughs> Excellent. Gary Bindle steps up and Gary Bindle, I'm rolling some dice here. Gary Bindle reads a really bad poem that's really, really long. And no one really can maintain interest for very, very long. Uh, Gortus kind of like yawns and Nobby goes, all right, Gary, that's enough. (laughs) And it wasn't, it wasn't very good. Alan Lennon comes on down and Lennon, does <laughs> starts to do a <laughs> can you see what I rolled? Yeah, one, you rolled right? a D10. Yeah. You rolled a D10 for both of them, Josh. Oh, did I? Yeah. Uh I'll roll Lennon's again. Thank you. I don't know why I did that. Roll one D twenty. Uh an eight. Uh Lennon comes down and goes, uh <sighs> and he gets like like a like a sock puppet out and he does some really bad ventriloquism. You can see his lips moving. Uh, it's not a good show. Oceanus, however, I need to find Oceanus. Top deck, isn't he? Um, yeah. Sorry, I mean his character sheet. <laughs> Oceanus mutely comes and stands on top and um, strips off to reveal his his chest, his bare chest. And he not, starts not to do... <laughs> he starts to do a wonderful um expressive dance he gets plus four to this so whatever i roll plus four uh and it's almost like ballet but you can see the movements are heavily like not water based but the movements are fluid and you can see that the movements are things like almost like swim mixed with dance he dives around he's graceful and uh it's quite moving and he gets average scores from um just moving in it <laughs> yeah from from the judges nobby's not going to do anything because he's judging dolores looks very resentful about um having to be forced to do this and she kind of scowls actually at the captain uh for, for, for putting her through this and um she sings a very flat song it's just dreadful she's not beyond needles i'm just saying Needles strips all of his clothes off and stands naked, flexing his muscles and showing his entirely covered body. He's actually got this blue bell tattooed on his penis. <laughs> and nice. he kind of like does windmills with it. Does just to sing sh- my dingling. <laughs> he does. And um, it's disturbing and also fascinating to see these hidden tattoos on this tiny halfling. Uh, Krem gets tagged out by Needles and comes upstairs, Krem Brule. And Krem, uh, what does Krem do? Well, it's impressive. Uh, Krem manages to balance three barrels above his head as like a strength contest. And he is quite a strong guy. Being, having a life at sea, you know, he, he, he's, he's a hard fellow. And it's an impressive skill of feet. Finally, Simon uh, comes on and he goes, Oh, give me a chance. And he, um, what does Simon do? 
that guy on the crew you know what i mean <laughs> the moment he stands up and like takes his breath to do his act i'm gonna try and beat him with my tankard 19 versus ac beat him. Uh, 19, oh it hits <laughs> yeah i'm just what's a fucking tankard do a 1d4 i'm just gonna try to do like i just fucking throw the tankard at him okay roll damage two uh, you brain him, and he just goes, "Oh, Captain! Uh, I was gonna do some bloody jokes, but I ain't now." <laughs> and he just storms off, having a hissy fit. Um, that is everyone in the crew. Um, and then there's silence as the first Shiitake's Got Talent show ends. <laughs> That's a trademark. We got to bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? We yeah. own that. We put it. We put it out there now. Copyright. Oh, all right, um, Captain Chell, over to you for the what results. What are my two advisors? Who do they suggest? Um, Nikas comes out quite favourably. But with close competition from Oceanus. Ah, fish panel. Ah, let's give it to Nikas. <laughs> you, you, can, you can present. Oh, you can tell him what he's won. Fuck, so he's going to ruin this as well. <laughs> what do I win? Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the Shiitake Sunrise, my crew, my family, our winner is Nikas. Nikas has won a day's bed rest. I'm the cook. <laughs> rights, rights to name the jolly boat. Oh. <laughs> Right, okay. If you fuck this up, I will kill you. Would you want to I call don't the know. Boat? I really don't know because I want to mess with Sand. <laughs> but I don't know any. Uh, like, okay. I'll, I'll think about it. Can I do that? Think about it and yeah, come back to us. It. Yeah. All right. And I've made the crew morale go up. You've got until the rest of this episode. Yes. Oh, shit. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.